Hi, hello everyone. Um, we're here today with James Whittle, uh, the founder of Asprey, um, a successful business and a franchise. Uh, hi, James. Thanks for hi. thanks for coming on. Pleasure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, firstly, um, I want you to tell me and everyone um, about what Asprey offers your customers or your customer base, just so we understand what the business is all about. So, so Asprey is a loss assessing organisation. Loss assessors are people who project manage insurance claims. So Asprey specialise in building insurance claims um, and a loss assessor works for the policyholder. So if you're unfortunate to have a, a leak in your property, um, we will come and we will negotiate with the insurance company about the terms of your um, insurance contract and what it will cost to put your property back to its pre-locked condition. Um, and then once we've agreed that, the that there is actual covering your insurance policy and how much it's going to cost to put it back, and we use a, a network of subcontractors who, who do the repairs. Um, and then the insurance companies pay us and we pay the subcontractors. Oh, okay. So, so you know, it rings a small bell with me. I owned a house in Norwich, which um, I rented out for a while, for a long time. And I was, you know, I, I didn't really pay much attention to the tenant, but um, it developed a crack in a wall um, and, uh, and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I remember going through the whole process um, and, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you'll tell me if, if you've got a presence in Norwich, um, and, and whether Asprey might have been involved. But, I, you know, I remember going through the whole thing and, you know, in the end, the insurance did, um, you know, did did pay out um, because they, yeah, we, we got to the point where the damage was accepted to not be through fault uh, of mine or neglect or, or anything else. And um, so, um, yeah. So could that have been Asprey? I'm sure it was. It was a long time. It was a while ago, but I, I don't know. It, it could have been. I mean, we, we, we always work, for you, the policyholder. Yeah. So we're we're not we're not sent by the insurance company. That's that's a loss adjuster. Yeah. So um, they're the people we joust with, I guess is what right. we do. Um. So um. So so if you just left it to us and we'd done it all, then it would have been us. And if it was an absolutely superb service, clearly aspirin. <laughs> was all, yeah, I complains it was somebody else. No, it was a good. It was a good service. I so must yeah, have been Asprey. Must, must have been you. I'll, I'll go back and check my records at some point. <laughs> um, so so so, how did Asprey start originally, James? And um, and also the name. You know how the name Asprey. How did that come about? Um, the name was was easy. There's nothing special about the name. It, in the early days. Um, there used to be these huge yellow books called Yellow Pages, where um, if you needed any information or contractors or any sort of service, that's where you found them. Um, they were in alphabetical order, so we needed a company that began with, or a, a, an organisation that began with A. Um, we wanted the um, the .com and the .co.uk website so so it was finding a company that we get or a, a name that we're with a that sounded decent um and and we could get the the the, the relevant websites and um, 
I can't remember how we did it, but we came up we came up with Asprey. So there's nothing um, special about it. It's not my mother's maiden name or, <laughs> or, or my, my first dog's name or something, unfortunately. And it doesn't mean anything, does it? It's not really a word that, with any meaning apart no, from... No, it is now. just a general British surname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. That was that. Yeah. Um, yes. Right, so, nice and simple. Uh, it is. <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> so, I, no, I, 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 um, yeah. Of course, I remember Yellow Pages as well, and and I, that was that was definitely at the time. That was a tactic, wasn't it? At the time, you know, get get in the first few pages, and then yes. and then make a big enough listing that you stand out on that page, ideally on the right hand side of that page. Um, so so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people, the insurance company say, go and get some quotes. And if you looked really expensive, then they, that's the person that you would you would get a quote from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's simple in those days. Simple. Now, so, James, what might not have been so simple was how how, how did the business start originally? Uh, and what was it born out of? Um, and what was the, the process that you, you know, you started the business in the first, originally? And what year was that around? Um, yeah, it was 2005, yeah. um, with a very brief history of my, of, of, of my work life. I, um, my family was a trucking family. Um, I was, when I joined the family business, the fourth generation in that, in that trucking family, um, and um, throughout my school life. That was what I was always going to do. It was, it was just expected, and um, and I got to mid thirties with a wife and children and and mortgage, or well, not a mortgage actually, but um, living in a rented house. And I thought, well, this this isn't working. Um, working with the family is, is putting too much strain on on all our relationships. So, so so I left, and I thought, well, what what can I do? And and um, I'd been involved in a part of the French family business was a franchise removal company so I know new trucks I knew franchising and I thought well it, it'll be a bit difficult to get into the trucking industry bearing in mind my surname is so um, yeah so my career was franchising so so I set up well helped set up a couple of franchises um, and I really wanted to set up my own franchise um, and, um, and and saw a gap in the market really for help for policyholders when they had an insurance claim um having had my own insurance claim and um, and not really been treated very well by the insurance company representatives um so um so i started doing that in in burnley lancashire um and um after i've been doing it for 12 or, or 18 months um and we piloted it at Royal Way. Um, then, um, then set up the franchise, set up Asprey. Okay, and and so tell me a little bit about. So you knew about franchising. Um, what, just just let's go back a little bit. And when you know, what were your first memories of franchising in the definition that we all know it, which is kind of business format franchising, and and as it is, and as Asprey is has been built. What, yeah, well, how far does that go back in your history? Well, 1988 was 
was was my first introduction to franchising, um, and it was a it was part of the the, the family business, I say. So it was a it was a removal company, um, and um, and it it had been a a large um, nationwide removal company, and and had come across bad times, had um, had shut down, and and it was bought by the family business. And, and it was decided that the best way of getting back into a national company quickly was was, was franchising it, um, and um, and so what we decided was to to, to sell it as an add-on to existing removal companies, which was probably not the best idea, um, but but for ten or twelve years it, it it worked really well. We we ended up with a um, a network of. Probably about thirty franchisees. Um, we had some big contracts with the military, moving married personnel around the country, um, and um, and no, it was it was it was it it, it it worked very very well. And and I'm assuming James that that model stuck with you, and that's 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 what that's why Asprey. It was very logical for you to see franchising as a as the expansion method for growth is that is that right yeah i think it's it is a it is a relatively inexpensive way of 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 growing your of you growing your network from from one site to to a, a multi-site operation um and not going out and and, and and taking on premises or new staff or um or any of the other things that that that, that cost money if, if you're employing people, um, and um, and you, you can you can hit the ground running relatively quickly, and um, and, and and grow your network like that. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's uh, that that is that's what franchising is all about, isn't it? So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is. You've defined it right there. So, James. Yeah. Um, so so the the other thing I wanted to to, to know. I mean, you've you've been in and around franchising for a long time um and and Asprey is your franchise brand effectively and um so if we if we talk about Asprey and you know from 2005 you know onwards um what would you say are the biggest hurdles uh problems that you faced either kind of personally or from a business aspect or from a franchise business aspect you know over those years and, and how have you overcome them I overcome them by Cheer, complete and utter tenacity, <laughs> and, and not having a plan B. But there's there's been massive hurdles. We've we've um, we are a regulated business, regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. So so there is there is another organisation who is telling me how to run my business as, as well as my own, um, and, um, and and so we obviously we have to be very compliant so, so that is is something that i have to be very careful about um i think you can get a little over excited as a franchisor um and recruit too quickly um and uh, i've certainly done that where where you suddenly find that you've got more franchisees than than you realistically can can manage with the resources that you've got at the time um and and so you then have to slow down. Um, I think, and it's e easy now because I'm, a, <laughs> I think, quite a successful franchisee, franchisor, and I've got um, 
I've got uh, plenty of royalty income, but at the beginning for new franchisors, they, they have to be careful that they're not relying on on the franchise fees as a as a way of, of, of paying the staff and, and, and building the business because then you start taking on uh, individuals who are not going to make a success of, of, of your business. Um, and I think the other thing is, is business changes. So the model that I had, we'll talk about Yellow Pages before, the model I had back in 2005 is, is, is completely different to the model that, that I have now. Um, and of course, if you've got franchisees who've been with you for some time and, and, and are still enjoying the old model, um, to try and bring them with you and to bring them to a different way of working is it it, it has its challenges um, and you can't just sit in your ivory tower and say right we're, we're now going in a, in a 90 degree angle from where we all were um, you literally have to go around and see them all and explain why you're doing it and what the outcome will be um, and, um, and and give them the opportunity to to disagree with you and, and, and then bring everybody um, on that on on that new journey because without doing that you you end up uh, not being able to change your business. Change is a good thing, which is where you know that's that's where this term franchise partnership comes from, right? Which a lot of people disagree with, James, because partnership, you know, by a kind of a company or legal definition, fra a franchisee franchise or relationship is not that. But, uh, you know, the way when you describe changes, you know, big changes, whether it's technology changes, system changes, process changes, regulatory changes, which the franchisees will have to comply with um, and you need them to comply with. It, it's not it's not just as simple as getting them to comply with it. You, you, you have to at that point treat them like a partner. As you say, you've got to have those face to face meetings. And so, you know, I I still think that franchise partnership is a legitimate term, even if once you remove the kind of legal definitions of partnership out of it. Stisson, you know, I've got franchisees who have renewed on their um, 10th year and, 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 and one renewed on his 15th year. Um, and these people clearly I've known for an awful long time and they, they have, have, pretty much the same journey as I have through 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 the whole aspect and they have as much um much right to discuss the future of, of, of this business as as I have um, you know without them I'd be a, a small loss assessor working from a um above a above an estate agent in Burnley still wouldn't I um and um, and, and, and and you know the and they're, they're they're big boys and girls. They 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 have have an opinion, and and if I ignore it, they'll pick up the phone and tell me what it is anyway. So, so I might as well listen to it. Yeah, no, absolutely, James. So so tell me, what's the size of the network? How how many franchisees do you have now? Um, I'm thinking forty six. Yeah. Um, at yeah. the moment. Um, yeah, it's it's good with... when you can't keep total count all the time. Well, it is. I mean, well, the, um, we we've had a regulation has changed some a lot in the last 12 months so we decided we'd we'd slow down on on recruitment or pretty much stop on recruitment because i think it's it's unfair to take somebody on 
saying that, that that you're going in one direction and then about turn and go in a completely different direction within a within a few months and we wanted to get the regulatory bit right in here and the way we 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 manage and and and, and check on the service offering that, that, that the franchisees give um and then start re our recruitment process again um so that you know that's 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 what we've done and and james what's the potential then for the uk like once you restart that process and and what do you see as the true potential in terms of number of franchisees or territories? we've got i think we've got 120 territories mapped out um the most most franchisees are single territory franchisees we've got um a handful with two territories um, and um, I think two with three territories, which is which is as, as much. So um, I don't like putting franchisees in territories where they haven't got a bit of, of, of spare room around them to, to help them out on that first 12 months so we can give them some extra work just to keep, keep, keep them going and their cash flow going. Um, so I think if we had... 65 to 70 franchises that that will be the full united kingdom um, and um it's not it's not about numbers really it's it's, it's about the amount of business each individual each individual does um and um and that is is growing as, as we get better at what we do and, and and the franchisees get better and we, we we've learned what extra services and help the franchisees need to to to, to become successful um we've um, we've seen each or the average turnover per franchisee grow exponentially um even though we've perhaps got fewer franchisees than we've had for four or five years yeah, right. I know. I I understand it, and so it kind of leads me onto the question. And and on the franchise side, and and as a franchise business, um, how do you define success ultimately? Like, what when you sit back and say that's that's really that feels like a success to you? What what do you define that by most? I think customer service is. is is massive for us um we want to be the best at what we do in the country um, and that's really important to to um to all the stakeholders at asprey so so we, we want to see a really good customer service and really good feedback from from, from our franchises um Turnover and, and profit, of course, is important. We are in business, despite what many people tell me on LinkedIn, um, to make money. Um, and, um, and, and there are many more pleasurable things to do in life if you don't want to make any money. Um, you can go and sit on a beach, can't you? Um, so if, if you're going to work, you might as well work hard and, 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 and have success. Success can can be many things to many people, but but some of that has got to be financial. So so I like to see franchisees 
achieve what for me it's achieve what they say they were going to achieve so we we sit through the discussions when um a prospective franchisee becomes a franchisee and um and whether that's a nice fancy car or a, or a holiday in Mauritius or or, uh, or or a husband and wife team making the decision two years in that they can work together within their franchise um, or, or, or or a child or a, or a nephew or a niece joining the business. Those things are important to me. And, and, and I've always been part of a family business so that that's really all i understand and, and i like the fact that uh, not despite my own personal problems with family business i do like to see everybody in the family in 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 in, in the aspro franchise and uh, and all working together and, and and achieving um what they want to achieve within that family group no, yeah, good. I, I like I like that, James, because you know, fr- franchising. Yeah, we, I, I always talk about franchising as being um, a local business that serves a local community, and yes. um, and it's true. You know, I think a lot of people see franchising sometimes in a negative way as a you know, oh, it's a way of a big national brand doing what they want and and um, squashing all these independent businesses and and um, where I totally see it the opposite way around. Um, I really, really do. And, you know, you talk about customer service. Well, you know, great customer service can, can be delivered at that local level, but but have a national approach um, and there's huge benefits to that. So, um, and and the fact you talk about, you know, the community being that direct, you know, family involvement in in uh, in, a, in a family business. That's exactly what a franchise can bring. It can, it can create a real family business and, and involve everyone from that family at various times in their lives or it's working together. So, you know, again, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I really it's really great to hear that from you. And, and that's what Asprey can can give people. And um, James. Just uh, you've got a reasonably unique name, but if if anyone listening is interested or knows someone that might be interested in an Asprey franchise, and I know you're not actively looking right now, but where where can they go to find out more? You know, is it as simple as googling Asprey and they'll find everything they need to know? Or, or yeah, they- there's there's a, there's a we we have two websites. We have Asprey.com, which is 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 all about the service that 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 we offer, and then we've got asprofranchising.co.uk I'm fairly sure um, but um, but that that's the franchise offer no we are now um, we, we've relaunched our franchise because we now know what what, what we want for our new franchisees so so, so we are um, ready to to bring some people on but again it's not it's not a lot because there's a lot of effort put into starting a new individual as a as a franchisee um and um and there's a lot of effort needed to to maintain our our, our existing network so so we can't um we can't bring on all that many people at once you just bring one on one at a time and make sure they're right and then somebody else yeah great okay james well well so everyone listening they they know where to go to find out yeah. more more about asprey and um, Jane, really, the last um, the last question I just wanted to cover with you is throughout you know franchising and everything you've been involved in, um, 
And if you were talking to a successful business owner, an independent business owner who was thinking about franchising their business um, and kind of following the route you took with Asprey, uh, what what are the key areas that or advice that you would give to that person who's just starting? So they they don't know anything really. Um, but what 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 are the key areas they should pay attention to or really focus on as as they go through that journey of firstly making sure it's the right thing to do for them and and then when they decide it is the right thing that the 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 steps to take from there i think the, the bfa always you have to do a pilot um i think a pilot that is 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 some distance away from from where the business is located um, is the ideal way just to sit back and see, is this going to work as, as a franchise? Um, and even if that, that pilot is, 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 is your own staff and you're paying them, um, keep clear, accurate financial records and, um, and make sure there's somebody actually going out locally and, and, and looking for business. Um, I think, franchisees often need more help at the beginning than you really think they may do. Um, and, um, and so you have to be prepared to provide a training service, obviously, and you've got to train new franchisees. And, 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 uh, but then for the first year, sometimes 18 months, sometimes two years, they need a lot of, 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 of help and support. And I think... Um, anyone who set a business up knows that at some stage within your first year, you're going to be sat down in your chair with your head in your hands thinking, what on earth have I done? Um, and this is all going wrong. Um, and so your franchisee is going to inevitably hit that mark. And, and if he knows he can pick up the phone and speak to you and you can help him through that crisis, whatever it is, um, you will generally have a franchisee for life. Um, whereas if you don't, he'll just or she will just go off and um, and do something else. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's it, it it's having clear lines of communication that, that is so important that they know that they can speak to whoever they need to speak to. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, James, I you know I think I think that's absolutely right. I think the. I think communication in general is just so key to that relationship between franchisor and franchisee from that early stage, you know, pilot stage through, you know, all the way to, to growing a big network like you have. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I mean, finally, they, they have to have a clear plan as well. So to help from a, a proper franchise consultancy is, 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 is always a good thing. Um, the very best solicitor you can afford to make sure that you've got, a, a, a half decent franchise agreement, um, and um, and and then off you go. <laughs> and, and, and you never stop learning, right, James? Never. Absolutely, you never stop learning, and you've got to. Uh, you don't 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 believe your own hype because because you do make mistakes, and um, and, and sometimes. I've done more than once occasion. I've stood up in front of the network and said, yeah, it was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've made a big mistake, but we'll sort it out amongst between ourselves because you're not everybody's um, we're all in this together, aren't we? 
and, and sometimes it doesn't work. No, no. And have you ever learned, um, have you ever changed the way you do things, processes and, and, and so on, on the f basis of the feedback you've got from your franchisees over the years? Yes. Um, well, more than once, but um, one particular one, we, we, we always work for policy holder. May have mentioned that before. I've got that now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it should be should be written up here somewhere. Um, but um, we ended up working for an organisation that was working for the insurers, um, and it was earlier early on in the in in, in the business, um, and um, and it was actually quite a good contract. Some franchisees were making some money, um, and we had a conference. Um, in Harrogate, I think it was, um, and uh, and there were some franchisees who were saying, "Well, you know, this, is, this goes against our, our our business model," and, and others were saying, "Well, it does, but I'm making a bit of money out of it." So we sat down and we said, "Right, well, the only way to deal with it is is, is a vote. You're all here, um, and um, I'm." Pretty much all bar a couple said, "No, we we are going to keep on with our. We only work policyholders, um, and, um, and and so that's what we did. So on Monday morning, I rang, I rang the um, the company and said, "We'll finish off what we're doing for you, but we're not taking any more any more jobs." And um, and that was that was the end of that. So it was it was a loss to some of my franchisees um, in terms of turnover. It's certainly a loss. Asprey as in terms of, of royalty and, and income, but um, but it was the right decision. Um, but I just needed a a, um, a reminder from the franchisees as well what, what was written, not written behind me. <laughs> and, and you know what? A good network of franchisees will will never forget to remind the franchisor. <laughs> so, oh. and oh, you got to listen. You got to listen to them sometimes. So. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's communication. To, if if, if yeah. you don't talk to them, they'll talk talk amongst themselves. And 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 and, um, and, and if you are left out of the conversation, that can only be a bad thing, can't it? Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, James, on that note, um, we need to leave this conversation. So, um, but it's been great. It's been great having you on. I really appreciate um, some of that insight. And, uh, you know, I always, I always learned, to, I've known about Asprey, obviously myself for a long time, but I've never had a chance to speak to you. So it's been, it's been really interesting to hear your, um, your story really, and, and, and how it's, how the brand has developed. Um, so, you know, James, yeah, feel free to, if, if you ever want to chat about franchising and you're not attending any franchise events, I'm going to be at the, the franchise exhibition this weekend. So, okay. um, you know, I, I, we go to all these things, um, but, uh, but hopefully we'll bump into each other at some point in the future. And... I'm, I'm sure we will. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm up in deepest, darkest Scotland this weekend. So um, are you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> right, so you'll be far, far away from the franchise. I will be far away from, from the NEC. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll think about okay. you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, James, thanks so much for your time. I, I do really appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Perfect. Thank you very much.